are beginning transmission 74. Archie, file under, as seen on TV. The following program is brought to you in living color. This week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Complete morons in the process. You can find these idiots on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I'm too sober for this shit. That's right. Stress, stress, stress. Hey, Hello. welcome to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're all here again. I did not realize that they were sharing a microphone again until I looked down at our recording and realized they're only coming one through. So we have with us sharing a mic as a romantic duet. We have Todd. Duet indeed. I'm here <laughs> sitting next to Mr. Won't Frost His Tips. I'm super Adam. disappointed by that. I, sw- I told you you could do that for me. Oh, I do like Brian's suggestion of Rainbow Bright, though. Maybe for Bright. That'd be interesting. Nice. Yes. So, hi, I'm Todd. You can find me in Salt Lake. Um, If you're looking for me online, you can find me on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Besides that, good luck. (laughs) So, um, just here, reading comic books, having a good time, and I am delighted for this week's. Not sharing a mic, but in the lovely state of Maryland, we have the Q. It's five o'clock somewhere. In Maryland, it's four. (laughs) It's four. It's four. Um, So, hi, I'm Q. Um, I am a costume designer in uh, Southern Maryland. We've just started auditions for Christmas Schooner. Um, What's a schooner? It's a boat. It's a boat. (laughs) It's a boat. It's a boat. So I've started reading it, finally, and um, so it's like these German immigrants in um, 1880s who bring uh, Christmas trees across like Michigan to all the other German immigrants. So the whole set is like a boat. I don't know. It's, it sounds kind of cool. So it's like um, Schindler's I- List, but not. <laughs> no, but not. But not but, uh, is really not. is really what that is. But um, it is sort of uh, hashtag heartwarming is like our theme of the show because apparently it's just like anytime someone mentions the show they're like, oh, that's just so heartwarming. The Hallmark Channel show is what you're saying. Yeah, yes, it, it's definitely like Christmas musical that would be premiered on the Hallmark Channel. So the families around here are just gonna eat it up. I'm kind of excited to kind of take it easy as far as costuming goes. In other news, gearing up for the uh, Demanda Martini's House of Horrors and show tunes. Um, so that- <laughs> yes! Was it horrors uh, or whores? Oh, both of those things. Um, so so uh, that's October 29th at 7 p.m. at the New Deal Cafe. Still waiting, Evan. I'm still waiting on my uh, pr- uh, publicity materials. Tick, tick, tick. Um, 
Evan. Anyway. <laughs> hint, hint, your, Evan. Yeah, your PayPal's already been sent. Um, so, anyway, no, I love him. He, he does a lot for me. So, anyway, um, I'm very excited about that. Um, we're also having our first production meeting for Boeing Boeing, and after reading it, farces never read well. No, they really um, don't. They're hard to read where the humor is going to be in them. Yes. They're very How, difficult that way, However, yeah. I started my research for the, the three airline attendants. Oh, my God. I am so excited for these cute <laughs> things. Oh, my God. So, uh like just fashion 1960s glamour i'm in it go go boots i'm i'm in so anyway that's that's all um i might have some other pretty cool things to announce later but i'm gonna wait until like all of those details are kind of ironed out so uh yeah that's me cool going back to our lovely duet we have and there is a reason why i put him last we'll see if he follows the hint Adam. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Adam. I guess there's a hint I'm supposed to be following. You're, you're, you've missed it already, but that's okay. Oh, okay. I have, a, I have a theory, but that's okay. Go is it bunnies? Huh? Is it bunnies? It is bunnies. It's, Yay! A, it's an Easter miracle. Con- congr- yeah, congratulations. Easter miracle. I almost said congratulations because I just heard Q talking, so there you go. Enjoy that. Well, I was making a Buffy reference, but um, hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, it's Adam from Big Chinese Robot, uh, film critic and reviews editor there. We're recording this in August, and there's been jack shit to watch, so I'm actually... Normally, September's our dumping month where it's like, oh, fuck, there's no way anyone wants to watch these movies. But we're getting... said. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the September of fall. I mean, it's the February of fall. But, February uh, of fall? No, trust me. February is like the, the other worst month in the yeah. fucking world. So, uh, But this September, we're actually getting It, and we're getting the new Kingsman, which mm-hmm. I actually got to show Todd the first Kingsman the other night. Yeah, I saw the first Kingsman. Oh, you've never seen it before? Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. Please I, I read the me book like the princess too. from Switzerland or wherever she was from. Oh, uh, really? I uh, do have the asshole? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, be... <laughs> <laughs> Bottoms of the world unite. Um, like, that boy is so cute. Mm. And actually, he shares my birthday, too. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so that means he has to fuck me. Um, so that's coming out. That's pretty cool. Uh, let me see. Is that what that means? It does. <laughs> Twin test. I'm on prep. I'm good. So... Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. I've had like two sips of beer, everybody. <laughs> you know, whenever you can get cute to snort, you know. Oh, it's wonderful. And hopefully the gays listening will know what that means. Um, and if they don't, they should because they should be on it. It's just white um, males who are aware know what that means, too. Go allies. Woo! Um, <laughs> I had to ask. Let's just that be clear. That was the weakest I've ever heard. That, that kills me. Go allies. Woo! <laughs> It's always fun when you go to when you go to, when you go to a checkup too, and the doctor's like, "What the fuck is that?" I'm like, "You're a doctor and you don't know." Yeah, seriously, um, that, that, that's what I ran into last time I went to the doctor. I was like, "Um, anyway." We're gonna have sex ed right now. Prep is a drug called Truvada, and people who take it are at, basically makes it so it's near impossible for them to contract HIV. So if you are a homosexual male or a man who has sex with men, you should probably go to your doctor and be on it. There you go. Now the sex heads over. Yeah, coming up with uh, Comic Con. We do have panels. Do we want to talk about those now or later? Welcome to the magic of editing, kids. We just made Yay! ourselves not sound like assholes. Enjoy. Yay! Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll go over all the the Comic Con panels at the end. But because it goes along with this week's comic, the Archie reboot, um, I will be on the uh, the Riverdale comic uh, panel at the Saturday 8 p.m. One of the last ones at Comic Con. So if you want to come see me talk about. The deliciously evil and horrible show that is Archie, as uh, Riverdale, as well as the Archie comics, and actually how it ties into the comic we're doing this week, uh, come see me. I also, because of this book that we're reading this week, have been watching that show 
and finish it off, and I have my own theories about it as well, which we will probably discuss during this episode, because uh, aside from that and my obsession with American Horror Story, which we'll discuss later, poor Adam has gotten lots of text messages from me about television shows. Oh, it's fine. Uh, I don't mind them. I know, but you get lots of weird random text messages. I've been home sick for three days, so just the fact that someone wants to talk to me and like not let me be sheltered and... I did learn how to send fun pictures to Adam for his enjoyment. Yeah, let's, let's, let's not open the world up to that evilness. I was, it was bad enough the time I told everyone to tweet him moist, but... Uh... Oh, I fucking hate you all. <laughs> Um, And hey, I'm Brian. I am the uh, host of this uh, little parade, and uh, I'm also a sound designer in Southern California, um, and I don't have any shows going on, but I do have a video game that I'm designing called Killing, My Friend, which uh, you will hopefully hear some cameos from some of the lovely people here on the show and some friends on other podcasts that we do, and we have a a meeting with some... uh, venture capitalists and video games in the near future so I've been stressing to try to get some stuff of that done recently um, by the time this comes out that meeting will be over so we'll see how that all works out so as we discussed we are talking about uh, Archie uh, the remount from a couple of years ago I don't have my copy in front of me 2015 2015, so it's about two years old, um, mm-hmm. which is illustrated by Fiona Staples, who has uh, done the illustration for one of our favorite books, uh, Saga. Uh, she's one of the co-creators of Saga as well. Um, so, but that being said, since Adam is going to have to do the Riverdale panel, we'll get him some practice. Adam, you want to give us a little uh, preview as to what this book is? Oh yeah, so this week, we're uh, Archie, it's really fun. Uh, it opens up, kind of tells that, you know, Betty and Archie have been together forever. Something called the lipsticking incident happened, and they broke up. Uh, meanwhile, this new rich girl, Veronica, comes to town. Archie totally falls for her, and it's up to his friends, Jughead and Betty, to kind of try to break them up, because it seems like Veronica kind of makes Archie into her slave. Dun-dun-dun! Exactly. I don't want to go into too much more, because... It's Archie. It's, yeah, it's Archie. It's, it's just it's a modern Archie. take on it. And uh, there are some spoilers, so I'll let uh, Q deal with those in the lightning round. Sounds good. Well, then, shall we jump into our drinking game? And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. I'll go first since Adam and I already had an argument over this. No, you're not. No, <laughs> it wasn't an argument. I just so you we had the same idea, but I was going through a bunch of comic. There was a bunch of Comic Con drama up here in Salt Lake, yes. and I was a big part of it. Of helping make it better and so i'll get all these texts in the middle of all these crazy meetings i was in i didn't even see the one you sent so i know yeah. you by all means may have that rule so i am claiming my rule and i guarantee you this rule by itself will fuck you up mine um, will too so just be careful with it adam is also correct but so my rule i'm calling the zach morris rule which is every time archie talks to the audience take a drink uh, Adam, what is your rule, sir? So mine is the clumsy fucker rule. Um, every yep. single time that either Archie destroys something, falls down, gets hurt, or almost gets killed, you have to have a drink. And Q, what is your rule? Mine is called hashtag lipstick incident. So anytime <laughs> someone brings up the lipstick incident, the whole issue of the lipstick incident, like glitter, just so when they're actually explaining what the lipstick incident is, like fucking chug that shit. Uh, <laughs> so like when the lipstick actually comes out, it's time to start chugging. Sir, um, or ma'am, or whatever. Um, but yeah, the oh, gross. You uh, <laughs> know, that puppy, bad puppy. Oh, is a really fun porn site. No, I'm so, I'm so gonna sample bad puppy. I want that. <laughs> no, so no. Um, so anyway, <laughs> lipstick incident. Hashtag lipstick incident. 
<laughs> All right. Mine is, oh, look, Archie's a, being a puppy again. Thank you, Q. Oh. So, <laughs> so every time um, Veronica and Archie are in the same room and Veronica, Ronnie, is just leading Archie all hither here and there and he's just doing everything for her, go ahead and take a drink because he's just being this little puppy following her around. He's being a lap dog? Yes. Okay. He's just being an Adam, I love dog. you, but if you say it's not suitable for work, I'm not fucking touching on that link. There's no way. That's not happening. It's, it's a it's an entry page to a porn site. There's nothing bad there. Like yeah. there's like there's like dickhead or dick. No, neck. but but as much as I love you, if you say not suitable for work, I'm not going I'm near. Going at the time right now. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm sure you are. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so when the divorce filings go through and Amy goes, well, I didn't realize he was gay when I married him. Somehow things changed. <laughs> We'll have this episode important. as evidence. As when well, Todd was Amy introduced does to go, I had no idea how weird you were when I married you, Todd. I'm like, we dated That's for bullshit. five years. She knew exactly how weird you were. She had That's no what excuse. I'm saying. It's like, no, you've become much more weird since we got married. By the way, Brian, this is 20 years since Amy and I started dating. Oh, wow. Oh, oh my God. That's as old. I mean, to be honest, that's as, old, that's as old as all of my friendships are out here. So, yeah, I met yeah. her 16, turning on 17, junior year in high school. Uh, which yeah. also means that Todd and I have been friends for more than 20 years, which is awesome, but also kind of fucked up. Well, that's but. because you're the old man and I'm the forever young one. By 11 days, bitch. That was 11 days fucking count. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, my, my best friends and I, my two best friends I've known the longest, will hit 22 years this year, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm at 21 with mine. So, yeah, so 20 years. And Amy has said it's been the best three years of her life, but not all together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she hasn't killed me yet, so I've seen the glint yeah. in her eye though. You know, there's times when I, I'm expecting it and it hasn't happened, so by her mercy we alone. Keep the sharp things away from her whenever possible. Yes. Well like I said, I'm actually but I still have health insurance and life insurance, so I'm worth a lot of money, so if I ever die like Eddie we think because I was sick, we think Eddie was trying to poison me, Steven, and Sierra off because mm-hmm. they're all the people who would probably benefit from my dying because right. he would like give them money. So sure. if I die strangely Please make sure that you uh, have the police look into that for me. Will do. Adam, as much as I love you, I don't know if you, there's any other way you could die other than strangely. Yeah, I'm not the one who's going to... I'm not going to get in a car accident or, like, you know, choke on my food. I'm going to just, like... You're going to find, like, gonna, like, pieces like, of me scattered around the building. Fair enough. <laughs> there's a meme that's been going around amongst me and my work friends that says, when I die, I want to be scattered around Disneyland, but I don't want to be cremated. <laughs> Now, at my funeral, yes. when you come and if you want to speak, you have to hold my head. I want, uh, as the caskets carried in, I want um, 20th Century Boy by uh, T-Rex to play, especially that, that opening guitar riff and the scream. That's really what I want as I as I enter in as a dead body. It's going to be awesome. Uh, speaking oh. on happier notes, uh, we're going to go with our yay or nays, our votes as to whether or not it is worth you, our dear listeners, money to uh, get this book and to read it and uh, read along with us. Book for Pedro. So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman. Book for Pedro. And I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote. Our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. Now, who is the bond? I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. Uh, so we will start with Todd. It's pricey as fuck, but yay. Pricey, how much did you pay for it? It was like 20 bucks for the trade. 
Really? Yeah, and digital is the exact same price. They're not they're not chintzed on digital this time. Yeah, weird. Mine was only fifteen because I yeah. bought a used one. Well, yay. <laughs> okay. Well, Q at your yay. discounted rate, are you yay or nay? I'm I'm a sure. A sure. <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh, Adam, what's your vote? I'm a definite yay. And uh, I'm also a yay, but I wouldn't necessarily have this thrown to the top of your pile. You know, it's it's a, yeah, sure, it's fun to read, but not in a immediately. That's why category. I said sure. Okay, the, me and Keith are in agreement on that. <laughs> That's what sure defines as now. Okay, so yeah, sure defines as, yeah, if you read it, it's fun, but you don't have to read it right now. Okay, fine. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I think that's fair. So, Adam, you've given us a little bit of a preview. Is there anything else anybody feels like we need to warn our listeners about before they jump in on this book? The the book itself. So, if if you're looking for Archie, like classic Archie comics, it's not. That's not what it is. Although it definitely has that feel. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it, also, if you're looking for Riverdale in comic book form, it's, it's not, that, not either. that either. Yeah. So no, th- I... this is kind of a, its own thing. It's still fairly wholesome. But but very updated from classic Archie comics, and that's yeah, actually, no, I, actually exactly what I was going to say too. That's exactly what I was going to say as well. It's it's kind of right there in the middle because I was watching I watched a few episodes of Riverdale first, and then went to go read this, and it was all of a sudden like, oh, I kind of wish it was darker. But then of course, and I'm sure if you came at it from the other angle, it definitely it hits right there in the middle. So, but that being said, if you have watched Riverdale, you can definitely see where they're getting some of their influences from. So that is true too. So this is your opportunity to take a chance to read it. Um, pause. We will wait in the lovely, amazing, magical thing that is called the internet and the pause button. We'll just kind of wait and hang out, and then when you're done, press play again. We will come back and we will uh, discuss all of this ad nauseum. Yay. Talk to you in a second. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. And there was great rejoicing. Yeah. And there was great rejoicing. <laughs> and times got hard and they had to eat Sir Robin's minstrel. And there was great rejoicing. Yay. So last night we went to pub quiz, Adam and I, and there was a third that showed up. Ugh. And we <laughs> were fairly third? killing it. Michael Beck. For the uh, oh, okay. first while. And then there was one round of, it would just, he would just read the first line of a song. And he says, name the song and the band who originated it. Oh, it was just a random line in the song. Oh, it was just a random, random line. line in the song. And it was like, yeah, it was like, get the name the artist and, and the uh, song. Artist and song. And we got two of them right. So we had four points uh, out of 20. And we were like 17 points in the lead. And at and round seven, this happened. And at the end of round eight, we run one by a single point. So we are the winners. But that round was very tough. Of the Jeffy. Do you actually so, get to take a trophy home at yeah, this point? Yeah, I will send a picture right now. We're actually recording right in front of it. Yes, <laughs> we've got the trophy in front of us. And then you have to take it back with you next week? Is that how it goes? Yes. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go next week or not, but I'll definitely drop it off. Oh, so you're going to hold on to it just to be a jerk. Be like, oh, I'm sorry I didn't make it this week. And then you just hold on to it for two weeks. No, that's happened before and someone got yelled at. It wasn't me. It was some other person. They got, like, they got their asses handed to them. So. Sure. These are the rules. The rules are there for a reason. You've got well, to cool. bring it back. Then we are back. Q. Are you ready to yes. do your duty? Okay. Yes. This is his moment to shine. This is his big shot in the sun. We have the lovely intelligent Q providing for you what we like to call the lightning round. Lightning round begins now. 
so the story opens. Um, yay, they're in high school. Apparently Betty and Archie have broken up and we're not sure why. Hashtag lipstick incident. Everyone's kind of like, oh my god, what happened? We all need to know what's going on. They're like, uh, no. So everybody kind of plots to, to so, and by everyone, it's Kevin and these other two girls who I don't know, to be honest. Try to plot to get them to be like homecoming king and queen. Archie ends up playing at homecoming because Jughead, like, intervened and did some bullshit and so instead Betty got paired up with some other guy so then uh, you find out that Jughead used to be really rich then he's not anymore Archie continually has issues with when he gets jobs he almost kills people so the one dude he tries to hit on uh, Betty and she's like uh no so then the other two like girls intervene to try to make Betty be quote pretty and it's terrible because it's uh is it Betty's birthday I don't know it's some party so the lodges are building their new home everybody tries to go get a job there Archie of course destroys the lodges home when that's when he meets Veronica because he's like oh she's so pretty and uh Veronica laughs Betty has this party she fixes Archie's car he meets to Veronica Lodge and he starts showing her around school obviously acting like a bad puppy. Jughead is trying to get Betty to help him break up the whole Veronica thing because obviously Veronica's evil which by the way my secondary drinking game is hashtag Veronica's the worst because she really is. Veronica has to eat a <gasps> gas public school lunch and throws up everywhere, uh, which of course embarrasses her. So Betty tries to help her and <laughs> Veronica just laughs in her face because again, hashtag Veronica's the worst. Uh, so then we have the entire hashtag lipstick incident explained to us. So apparently they go on a date, the two quote fashion girls um, take Betty to go give her a makeover and make her quote pretty, which oh my god means wearing <laughs> lipstick and it makes Archie feel all weird because they said they'd never change and now she's changed because now she's too pretty and Betty takes lipstick, smashes it across his face and says, funny, you're still you. That's right, fuck you, Archie. God, what an See, Archie's still kind of a fuckboy in this, like he is in Riverdale. Gosh, he totally is. Sure. So then Betty and uh, Jughead, and then they get Reggie um, in on it, then try to break up Veronica and Archie, because obviously Veronica is the worst. Reggie is also kind of gross. He wants them to get him a fake ID, which is so dumb. So then you find out that uh, the fashion girl, or whatever her name is, is pretty much using Archie as, like, the ideal fashion plate, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen or heard. And of course, Veronica's like, oh my god, this is so visionary. It's so great. It's terrible. I mean. <laughs> yeah. So then Archie gets mad at Jughead and Betty and tells them to leave. And then he gets with Veronica. And then Betty, at baseball practice, hits Archie in the head with the home run. So he gets rushed to the hospital. And they're like, oh my god, this is crazy. And Ma Reggie tries to get in with Mr. Lodge, which doesn't work because Mr. Lodge is a gigantic pilot. Of douche. <laughs> I mean, so Be so Betty feels bad that she's hit Archie, but Veronica comes to save the day, and oh, Archie's just all better now that Veronica's there. And then um, Reggie tells Mr. Lodge that Archie is the one who uh, destroyed his house. The end. So I need to say this was written by Mark Wade of Kingdom Cam, Kingdom Come, Kingdom King Came is a very different kind of comic book. <laughs> yes. Um, Yes, it is. It is. As well as um, like Superman Birthright and a long run on the Flash. 
And then the art was also done by uh, Fiona Staples of Saga fame. Q in the lightning round, he's like, he hit all the points, and it's all there. But for me, it was just absolutely delightful and fun. I mean, I'm a guy to... I really care. I really care. <laughs> no, that was a perfect, perfect use of that. That was that. fantastic. Way to go. Perfect use of that draft. Just interrupt Todd. Todd finally gets to speak first, and what do we do? We interrupt him. Hey, uh, Brian. Brian. Yes, yes. Please. Oh. Shame. By the way. Adam also got shamed last night because this movie critic came out and confessed that he has not seen a Godfather movie yet. And I own them. They're right behind you, actually. But you still haven't watched it. But back to this, I absolutely love this thing. It was delightful. It was fun. The characters were quite interactive. The um, art with it, I mean, it's all still Archie. It's updated. But it just had me really engaged, and it was just, uh, I really enjoyed it thoroughly. Now, I haven't watched Riverdale, the TV show, so I can't speak to any aspect of that there. And I typically like my comic books a bit shame, <laughs> right, fine, darker and grittier, but for this, I'm just like, this is great. So this isn't on the very top of my pile to read, but I'm definitely looking forward to the next one. So, I mean, they were all definitely their archetypes. I mean, Archie's, what, 75 years old. Looks good for 75. He looks good for 75. If I look like that at 40, I'd be thrilled. I don't look like that at 35. If I looked like that at 19, I would have been thrilled, let's just be honest. That's right, none of us do. But what's interesting, they've gone through and updated it, yet the archetypes, archetypes for Archie and all these characters, they're all still stand. And you know people similar to this right there, and you can really just um, portray or imbue with them different people you know if you want that sort of thing or see the story. And it's... To me, it seems it was made with a lot of affection and fun and fondness for what these characters are and how it could be brought a bit into the modern era and not from the 50s per se. I really enjoyed this thing and it's exactly what it set out to be. It's not trying to be something greater than it is, it's just trying to be exactly what it is. The one thing I had about this is, and I remember, I don't know how many other people like, but Archie probably is one of the few comics I read before I really started reading comics because it was one of those books that like Maybe once a year I could talk my mom into buying at the grocery store, you know, with all the magazines and whatnot. I could get like get her to buy me like an extra one or something like that. I remember reading the comic books a little bit here and there, and I think in my mind Archie was like a teenager and was kind of cool and whatever. And then I was reading this, and I'm sure this is accurate, but I don't remember Archie being such a gomer. Like the dude is like he's a klutz and he's kind of an idiot, and like I don't think I realized what a geek and what a nerd he is, and I don't know if that seemed more prevalent there because I just didn't realize it as a child, or because I'd watched Riverdale beforehand, where he's definitely cooler than he is in this book. He's a little bit of a geek, but he's definitely cooler in Riverdale than he is in this book. And so that was one thing that I thought was I was like, man, he's kind of a big old dork. But I think Todd is right that I think as far as adaptations of the old comics go, it does a decent job of of modernizing it, and also I think doesn't I think it stays very true to the origin by keeping Archie kind of a big old dork. Q, what are your thoughts? Because I know we cut you off. It's good, wholesome fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it really is. It it was a quick read. It's kind of cutesy. It gives you a little bit of that teen angst without getting too... Like, it's not It's not even as bad as, like, Dawson's Creek. Like, it's you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's not even, yeah. like, super deep. So, I mean, it's definitely a fun, lighthearted book. It's not really, like, kind of my taste, but... 
I can understand why people would like it because it's mm -hmm. definitely different than anything that's kind of out there on the market right now because everything else is so grim and gritty or you have to know 50 years of Marvel and DC continuity to understand what's going on. It, because cause that's the other thing, like even like people also kind of all know Archie, but I don't think a lot of people have read Archie, kind of like a Superman or a Batman kind of thing where they obviously know who these people are, but they don't necessarily know when somebody first appeared or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it gives you kind of that bare minimum of recognition and just moves it along and gives you some, you know, fun things. I will say that I didn't realize that it was Fiona Staples from Saga, but I was like, why do these people look so familiar? But mm -hmm. I also have to say that she changed like her style to fit more of like an archy, cartoony, wholesome look than mm -hmm. what she normally does in Saga, which is like, you know, dicks and breasts. So that's kind of freaking awesome. I'm gonna give her major props for that because her her art is really, really good. And also, and everybody's very distinctive. Everyone still has like their some of their classic features, which is which is nice. But I mean, at the end of the day, am I gonna read any more of this? No. You know, am I really that attached to it? Not really. But it was fun. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I regretted reading it. But you know, I have other things to do. I mean, Adam, what are your initial thoughts? So I never liked Archie as a kid. I remember I'd always be at the store with my mom, and they'd have the Archie or the Betty and Veronica Digest or the Jughead thing. And I'd pick it up and flip through it, and I'm like, what in the fucking hell is this? This is the most boring, stupid, like, idiotic, annoying thing. I could never get past two or three pages. But, I mean, Archie's always been kind of that staple. Like, it's almost like, uh, oh, what's it called? Dagwood. Uh, Blondie. Blondie. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's, it's one of those things that's been here forever. Um... And it's just, it's been going on for so long. It's it's kind of become part of American culture. Where like even if like well, I think you guys were mentioning if you don't even know who Jughead is, but we know Jughead has the cool little hat and he likes hamburgers. You know, it just mm -hmm. it's kind of ingrained in American society. So when Riverdale was coming out, and I was like, oh, they're kind of doing it. It's Greg Berlanti who's done the Flash and Arrow and everything else. Is doing like this kind of more dark turn on. I'm like, I'm interested to see that. So. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later, and I'm, I'm glad I'm on the uh, the panel at Comic-Con, but I fell in love with it. The moment I saw it, I'm like, this, oh, this is, oh, this is so deliciously trashy, I'm going to love this. And so it was really fun for me to dive into this, because this is the first Archie comic I've ever read, aside from Arch Afterlife with Archie, which we did, mm -hmm. you know, a couple months ago. So it was really cool to see the way they kind of rebooted the series. Uh, you saw where the show got their inspiration from, and where they kind of diverged and went differently. Um, but I'm a Todd. Like, I had so much fun reading this. It was just, it was, I think, right afterwards, we, we texted back and forth. Like, yes. oh, that was just delightful. It was so much fun. It was just, it was a nice read to sit there and have something that wasn't, like like you said, that wasn't so heavy or gritty because, and actually my recommendation coming up is, is a similar thing, but, you know, in this day and age with everything going on around us and all the shit surrounding us in this world, like, it's kind of nice every so often to be able to step back and get that respite from all the bullshit. Like, because last week, you know, I, I liked Age of X, but that's a really dark and heavy book, and like Hugh said, you've got to know 50,000 years of Marvel history to understand it. This one's cool because you can jump in knowing nothing except the characters' names, and you're going to get to have some fun with it, and you're going to have good dialogue, and yeah, it's teenage angst, and it's homecoming, and oh my god, the lipstick thing, blah, blah, blah. But that's fine sometimes, and it, it's funny because Brian and I have been talking about Dawson's Creek over the last week too, because I never saw it. Because Dawson's Creek is so good, it's one of the most amazing shows ever. <laughs> I'm sorry, I really love Dawson's Creek. It, it's really funny how like all the discussions we've had over the last like week and a half have been boiled down into this comic and this conversation we're having. But I don't know, I, I had fun with it. It was it's lighthearted. Yes, it, it, am I dying to know what happens next? No, but at the same time, I, I do want to find out, and I, I do look forward to reading the next book in the series because. 
it's interesting and it's fun and I'll probably need to know more for Comic-Con. So. Hugh, have you seen the Riverdale TV show? Yes, I uh, watched it in like two days. Yeah, I've been, I was marathoning on Netflix as well. Oh, so we had to wait oh, ten weeks. <laughs> I I freaking loved it. I love a good teen angst show. Like I'm I'm in it to win it with those. But I have but I have to be able to watch like a full season these days. Like I can't mm-hmm. I can't do week to week TV anymore. The only the only ones that I can do that are like reality TV, like the competition shows, like RuPaul's Drag Race. Like I just can't wait that long. And I also don't have that much time, so when I do have time, I need to be able to sit and watch a bunch of them. So I, I love Riverdale, separate, Separated at Birth, Dawson's Creek. Um, my recommendation is actually another one that I'll talk about later. But I love all of those kind of shows. But Riverdale, compared to like the age of like Dawson's Creek and um, Buffy and all of those, people are so much hotter these days. <laughs> and these boys, I tell you what, like, I got the vapors watching that show a couple times. I was like, oh, shit. But no, they're they're super fun and stupid and, you know, just soapy goodness without being a soap opera. Because soap operas, I think, are just a little too ridiculous. <laughs> Says someone who reads comic books um, and reads <laughs> men especially. But no, no, no I, I love the show. I can't wait to, I can't wait for, to binge season two, like, next summer. I have been inundating Adam with text messages on two TV shows, one of yes. which being Riverdale. And the thing, Hugh, I think you'll appreciate is, is that I have been calculating up all the similarities between the first season of Riverdale and the first seasons of Dawson's Creek. Uh, for, so first of all, times. yes. Okay, so, so okay, first off, we'll just, we'll just start with the Pacey thing, where you mm-hmm. start out with the first season of having a character having an affair with the teacher, and the only way the teacher can save face is to leave town. Happens uh, in both. Exactly. Duh. Like, seriously, um, as soon as that happened, I was like... Yeah. Then you have the the girl next door who's in love with the main lead, and then the new girl from the city comes in and kind of distracts him from her. Happens in both. I mean, there was like a bunch of them. And I I, I went back and looked. I guess Greg Berlanti actually got his start on Dawson's Creek, so it kind of all adds up. But if you start looking at it, there are a lot of similarities between Dawson's Creek and the first season of Riverdale. So, Adam, you better discuss that shit on your panel. I'm just going to say that right now. I haven't seen Dawson's Creek. Well, you need to catch up now, bitch. Why <laughs> haven't you? I own every single DVD. I okay. I wasn't so. allowed to as a kid. Okay, so cute. I, uh, uh, before I get that, ma'am, 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 that is not an excuse because you know what? I did not watch it either. I watched it, it was on fucking primetime in the daytime on TMZ or on TMZ <laughs> when I was fucking twenty-two yeah. years old. Yeah. And there's fucking DVD player. You used to work at a fucking place that sold DVDs. Come on, ma'am. <laughs> like, get it together. When when season six wasn't available uh, because I hadn't quite figured out Amazon yet, at my Best Buy, do you know what I did? I bought the goddamn finale as a separate DVD so that way I knew I what that. happened. And I have that. Then, and then, so there, there is no excuse <laughs> to not have seen Dawson's Creek. So get your life together. You're not busy right now. Go get Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Girl, don't you start with me on being busy. <laughs> anyway, so you'll appreciate this. So I, similar to you, got addicted to primetime on the daytime on TV. Primetime the daytime. Yeah, oh my when God, was, so good. When I was in North Carolina, I didn't have any classes that started before 10 a.m., so they had two Dawson's Creeks on, and I got mm-hmm. addicted. Like, but I started watching like when he was out, and he was uh, like he was out of the creek, and he was in like Boston making movies or whatever. Oh. And there's a Halloween episode, right? So like a Halloween episode yes. where they have, like the, the they're doing like the, the the slasher movie or whatever, and like they're at the mm-hmm. haunted Halloween party. So that's the first episode I ever saw, and I had this girlfriend at the time who was awful. Who all my girlfriends get nicknames given to them by the next girl I did. So this was the evil ex girlfriend whose name shall not be named. 
She, I, <laughs> she is one of the ones I did bring up to your house at one point in time. Kate. But so yes, you yes. had all of them. So when we broke up, I stole all of her DVDs. That's the one thing I kept <laughs> from that breakup because I have all of her Dawson's Creek DVDs. And I bought the same as you. I bought the finale to see what happened. And then the only season I actually bought for myself was the the last season. Now, yeah, to be fair, I did eventually feel guilty for stealing all of them, so I gave her the cash for them, which I shouldn't have done because she was no, evil. No, you shouldn't but have done that. Fuck her. I know. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that, but to ease my very easily guilty conscience, but I yes, that's, I have all of the Dawson's Creek DVDs as well. So, Adam, if you need to borrow them, I can bring them out when They're I come out to you. So good. Uh, do, do you feel judged enough right now, Adam? I'm not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you For judge sure. me. I'm not drunk yet, okay. so leave me alone. That's right. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of not being drunk yet, should we jump into some cocktails? Mr. Booze. Mr. Booze. Mr. B-double-O-Z. That sure spells booze. Mine is the hashtag lipstick incident. <laughs> I'm Man, The... So it's one part fireball, one part uh, peach liqueur. They recommend Dr. McGillicuddy's, a splash of grenadine, and a splash of lemon lime soda. So you you mi- you mix the two uh, liquors over ice, strain them into another glass of ice, splash some grenadine, and then splash some lemon lime soda on top. Mine, I'm calling the All American. I actually got it from a website of alcoholic milkshakes. So this is something you get at Pop's Malt Shop, and I evil alternative universe where they actually have booze. So the actual Riverdale show. <laughs> yeah, the actual Riverdale show, right. So I don't actually have actual... I have the ingredients listed, but I don't have the actual, like, how much of each. So you kind of have to experiment. But they have Sailor Jerry's rum. It just says apple pie, but I'm thinking there's a really good apple pie moonshine that I would suggest trying and vanilla ice cream. It's combined in a blender and add whipped cream garbage needs. So just experiment with some booze and some ice cream, which is... What I used to actually speaking of North Carolina, we had a Friday night tradition of making alcoholic milkshakes and playing Mario Kart and screaming obscenities at each other, uh, which is a lot of my Friday nights in college because I was popular. Yeah. Adam, do you have a cocktail? Popular. Uh, yeah, so mine is called uh, the Homecoming because it sounds like something that uh, kids in high school drink because they don't know how to drink yet. Uh, you get a, a rocks glass filled with ice. I uh, add one and a quarter ounce of Bailey's Irish Cream, one and a quarter ounce of Amaretto, and then store. Before yeah. the point. Well, then, Todd, you're up. Well, mine is you need to take $15, convince the guy walking into the Quickie Mart <laughs> to uh, buy you a six-pack of About Your Father's Root Beer because this is still a wholesome show, kids. Oh, Not Your Father's Root Beer is so delicious. It is so good. And then while you read this comic, you need to be drinking a lot of Not Your Father's Root Beer because oh. that's what it should be. Yes. Just, or just pour it over ice cream because that's also it is good over ice cream good. too. Yeah. Or uh, if you mix uh, mix it with uh, horchata, it uh, like about a shot of horchata and a bottle of not your father's tastes a lot like a like a your float. It's pretty good. Oh, nice. You know, there are very few times I miss sugar, and this is one of them. Right there. <laughs> yeah, they may so. be drinkers, Robin, but they're also human beings. I mean, we've kind of covered a lot of stuff. Does anybody else have anything else they want to bring up about this book or the TV show Riverdale or anything like that? Just that it's good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the TV show. Right. <laughs> the, the, the book was okay. Okay. Fiona Staples doesn't stay as the artist on this. She's there for like the first four or five episodes. Three? 
for the three uh, issues, and then it transitions out, and someone else takes over, and it yeah, becomes a bit more. But they still do it in fairly the same style. Yeah, I they mean, do. It, you can definitely tell it's someone different, but it's not like jarring like some of the other books that we've read. No, it's not jarringly different, but it is interesting to read and look at it. Fiona Staples is a step up. I yeah. guess in a lot of ways. It's just how good she is really shines compared when the the next artists they're fine, it's good, but it's not the same level as to what her stuff was. Then uh, I think what we'll do is we'll go into final grades. Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have fifteen minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking bummed. God, please, no! 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 Adam. I loved it. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, is it one that I, again, go out and like immediately buy the next trade? No. But it was interesting, it was funny, it was a quick read, so I'm not going to, let's say a B+. Mm -hmm. Uh, Q, what's your grade? I'm going to give it a C+. It was fine, it's wholesome, it's good. Again, I didn't regret reading it, but... I mean, I'm not going to go back and read any, any of it again. Todd, what's your grade? You know, it's um, I'm going to give this an A-. minus. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not rushing to buy the rest of the series, but it is in my list to get, that's for sure. Okay, and I'm going to go with a B+. Plus. I'm very similar in thought process to you, Todd, of... I thought it was fun. I actually am probably interested in reading at least one or two more of the trades, but it doesn't jump to the top of my have-to-be-read pile. But right. if I'm cruising through the comic shop and I see that a new one is out, I'll be like, yeah, I'll grab that and check that out. You know what I mean? That sounds like fun to me. Then, recommendations. I know Adam had something he was planning and wanted to discuss. So here's a question. So there was a movie that came out, uh, really small fanfare. It was a Sundance movie. came out here in Utah in the middle of August. It's a movie called Brigsby Bear. So when I say like the group, the Lonely Island, like what pops to mind? Uh, I'm on a boat. The idiot cute boy from Saturday Night Live. Andy Samberg, yeah. 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 So you've got your lazy Sunday. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, you think of like you know, they, and they also did the movie Hot Rod. They did the movie Pop Star, which is kind of making fun of Justin Bieber. So mm. you you kind of think of raunchy, dirty SNL comedy songs, you know, Mother Lover, yeah. that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, they produced this movie, so I walked in thinking, like, "Oh wow!" Like, actually, the the, the screen, the, the company sent me a screener to watch, and I was like, oh, "Okay, this is gonna be some dirty movie, this and that." It is the most heartfelt, sweet, family-friendly movie I think I've seen hmm. all year. It's um, uh, hang on, I can't remember the guy's name. He's he's one of the guys from SNL. He's I'm not gonna say much because there's kind of a big plot twist that happens pretty quickly in the movie, but it's still significant. He's living a very sheltered life. Uh, he's 25, kind of a lovable loser. And he's addicted to this kid show called Brigsby Bear Adventures, and it's kind of like Sesame Street meets like animat like uh, Chuck E. Cheese with like animatronic, you know, uh, bears and stuff like that. And it's teaching life life lessons and also, you know, it's fighting bad guys and this and that. Well, the show ends abruptly. We'll just say that. And so he sets out with his new friends and family to basically become a filmmaker and make a Brigsby Bear movie and finish telling the story of this character. The fun thing is it was fully filmed in Utah. So as you're watching it, you're like, oh, I've been there. I've been there. Oh, I've seen tons of movies in that theater, you know, this and that. You have Mark Hamill stops saying he's got a pretty small but important part. He's in his full-on, like, you know, goatee from uh, Last Jedi. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's PG-13 for because they say they say shit a couple times, 
but it's really family friendly. It's engaging. It's joyful. It never makes fun of the character. It actually really loves these, uh, you know, loves these characters they're building up on. Um, you get great Canadians in it. You, you, it's a pretty big all-star cast. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's joyful. It just kind of lifts your spirits, and no one's heard about it. So by the time this comes out, it might even be on video on demand. I know it was a really limited release, but. Uh, if it looks weird, honestly, if you go look up the trailer, it looks like the weirdest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life. And trust me, it is kind of weird. Uh, oh, and you, uh, what's Q, Q Boy from SNL actually has a, a small cameo in it as well. So, but yeah, Brigsby Bear. It's one of the best movies of the year that no one knew about. So, Todd, what's your recommendation? So, I've been reading a lot of. The book <laughs> is called The New Deal. And it's a black and white drawn, and it's um, 1930s oh, I crime have that drama. Book. I know what huh? you're talking about. I bought yeah. that book. Uh, yeah, um, when we did, it was like the one Lady about Killer? the spy. Lady Killer. It was Killer. the same art- artist as Lady Killer. Yeah, that popped up on my Amazon as something similar. So I think I picked it up. So I haven't read it yet. Okay, how is that? It's good. I really enjoyed okay. it. So it's a lot of fun. It's called The New Deal. Nineteen. Yeah. Once again, it's 1930s New York City, high society things, and it's. Um, mysterious thefts and murder and intrigue, and it's just a lot of fun. It's good. So, you should read The New Deal. Art's yeah, a lot I, of fun. It, I am still in the process of trying to read down my list. I'm, I'm under 60, kids. I'm really excited under about 60, that. Under 60 what, Brian? Books to be read. So, like, trades? Trades, yeah. You have 60 trades at, like, six issues per trade, right? Well, so I have... This is the problem. What I've been trying to do recently is trying to go through all the really short ones. Okay. Because I also have some, like, big collections of things as well. I mean, there's just been... It, it sound, I mean, yes, okay. I, I know that I, I fall into the trap of I go to the comic shop and I buy the two books I really want to buy, and then there's, like, one other one that I'm like, oh, it looks kind of interesting, and I pick that up, and then I want to continue on a series, and so one of the books ends up getting set on the shelf, and that piles up over time. Uh-huh. I do that. But then there's just been a couple instances. I've bought some stuff off of Jeremiah, and I've bought some stuff off of um, a special sale that I was invited to out in California. So, like, I've gotten a few books for, like, severe discounts, and so I just haven't gotten around to all of them. So I've been trying to read through them as much as I possibly can. Sure. Um, and I would have done a little bit better at this point in time, but I've just been suffering some massive, massive headaches, so I haven't been able to read as much as I want to. But that's on my list of like I've had it sitting there on the shelf for a little while to get. So. But what you're saying is you have roughly 360 issues of comics in queue. Uh, yeah. That's, huh? that's, 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 that's a lot. I'm not talking Q-C-U-E, about you. Q U E, not Q U E U E. Okay, there you go. Yes, yeah. correct. All right. I'm making sure that's a lot of yeah, I, I'm aware. Oh, believe me, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm well aware. I'm well aware of the burden I have. Uh, well, since I'm babbling on, um, <laughs> the other obsession I've had recently, and I'm just going to discuss about this because poor Adam has heard a lot about it recently, <laughs> is I've been. Uh, I just finished off the last season of American Horror Story in preparation for the next season. I am completely obsessed with that show, uh, and I've been going back and rewatching uh, season one, and I've been starting to send Adam all my uh, like massive text messages about my theories about. How different so things are connected, and all the movie with a serial killer where they got the map on the wall. Mm-hmm. And there's all these red fucking like yarn lines everywhere. I'm about there. That's I am where about you are right now. Yes. I totally am. I like I I've started figuring out like so. Yesterday I finished off season one and realized that season one in a couple different times specifically references two major points in um in the most recent season. What's season seven? Seven, which is oh, yeah. No, six, six, which is Roanoke. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, in season in the Roanoke season. Um, in episode five, I believe they have the Piggy Man, which is then explained in Roanoke, and then in episode eleven, they actually try to do like try to get rid of some spirits, and they specifically tell the story that is the first part of the Roanoke backstory um, in there, which. I've looked at a bunch of fan websites. I've been cruising them recently because I'm trying. I'm, I am still hoping out there there's someone who's figured out all the stuff so I don't have to. But I keep feeling like <laughs> I'm the one who's gonna have to start figuring this shit out. So, um, so I've been making some certain connections, but those specific connections back and forth, um, kind of fascinating. Anyway, yeah, there's me being a, a super nerd, but that is my most recent obsession. Sadly, the other thing that I've is that I love to go try to find locations of actual movie sets, and they have been filming some of the most recent season not far from my house. So I took my dog for a walk and we went and found some sets and I actually went and found the exterior location for the second season for the Insane Asylum, which is the old courthouse in Santa Ana, California, which ironically is now where you go to get your marriage license. So I just hmm. thought that was pretty funny that you get to go get your marriage license in the American Horror Story Asylum. So, nice. uh, Q, what is your recommendation? So I have been obsessed lately with the show Roswell. Oh, okay. Yes, I... So, I remember watching it again on either, like, a primetime or the daytime situation, and I only caught, like, the... So, it was only on for three seasons, and I want to say I started watching, like, towards the end of the second, and so it's kind of nice going back and starting from the beginning and finding out like uh kind of how the whole thing started but so as i was kind of saying earlier like the the kids aren't i don't know i get like quote as attractive as the (laughs) as the kids are these days on tv shows um I mean, the thing is that they're all still, you know, very attractive. They're all still obviously. Isn't it like people. a brunette, Catherine Heigl, in that? No, she's not a brunette, but it's Catherine oh. Heigl. Okay. Um, but there not is a, there there is a brunette um, actress. Um, but th- like they're 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 not like the sort of like ripped people that we're used to seeing now, which is actually kind of refreshing. However, the best part is, like, the clear 1999 fashions. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, like the like the Jenko jeans and... The full haircut <laughs> split in the middle. Yeah, the, le- the amount of leather pants that are going on right now is just ridiculous. I love that haircut, Brian. Don't make fun of me. Uh, but, you um, know, there are lots of people rocking that haircut, man. Yes. But yeah, it, it, I'm in the middle of the first season right now, uh, uh, almost the end of it, and uh, that's my mom. The groceries are here that I apparently need to bring in. And uh, so, like, the, the middle is getting muddled because I think that they were trying to figure out what to do. And also, if I remember correctly, they were also already threatening to cancel the show. So, like, I think they were maybe trying to um, finish it in case they weren't renewed for a second season. It's cute. It's fun. It's aliens. It's teen drama. The lead actor... Oh, now I can't remember what his name is. His last name is Bear, B-E-H-R. Jason. Jason Bear. He is just so cute. His fa- So he doesn't have, like, the Archie ripped body, but his face is so cute. Oh, my gosh, he's so cute. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that. Because now apparently I have to go bring in the groceries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. Just a little, just a little uh, day in the life here <laughs> at my house. Day drinking podcast. and taking in the groceries. That's yeah. how it goes. D- day drinking, dad mowing the lawn. 
Don't they know who you are? I know, right? <laughs> they know exactly. But anyway, let's wrap this up. So before we go real fast, uh, Adam and I are actually going to be panelists at uh, Salt Lake Comic Con. Uh, so if you're in the Salt Lake area and you're going to be at the con, by all means, come and say hey. Um, hey. I'm only doing two panels, so I'll go first because mine are way easier to find me. On Friday, the 22nd of September, um, so in two weeks, I think, from when this airs, um, at Friday at noon to 1 o'clock, I'm going to be on the Ready Player One panel. And on Saturday at 4 p.m., I'm going to be on the Genius of Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, panel, uh, which is from 4 to 5, I think I also mentioned. And Adam, being the overachiever that he is, is on five panels. So Adam, so, give us the rundown. So far, last year I was on five and they added three more. Yeah, so I'll be, I'll be, I'll be busy. Actually, Saturday is my only really busy day. Uh, so Thursday, this is the panel I'm excited for uh, at 3 p.m., uh, it's the 30 years of Final Fantasy, uh, so we're going to talk about everything from, you know, the first one through the 15th and everything else. I played else. the shit out of number eight. <clears throat> See, that was the one I didn't I like. remember that. You did play the hell out of <laughs> it. I played the hell out of that one. Those gun blades, I thought that was the tits. Uh, uh, and then this one's actually, is one of my, I'm really excited for this one. It's uh, Friday at 11 a.m. It's the Mandela Effect from the Bernstein Bears to Shazam. So it's all like, you know, the Bernstein, Bernstein Bears thing. But this is the first time Andy and I have ever been on a panel together. Hey, hi, hi, Andy. Andy. Oh, we forgot to talk about Borders of the Ideas. So uh, we're both really excited for that one. Uh, and then Friday, my busy day, I will be moderating the uh, Coloring Outside the Lines, Embracing the Diversity of LGBTQIA and Geek Culture. That's at 1 p.m. Uh, at 5 p.m., I'll be moderating the American Gods Who Do You Worship panel. And then we'll round it all out with uh, appropriate to this episode, 8 p.m. on Saturday, the Welcome to Riverdale, the talk of the town. We have those going for us, and who knows what will happen. There's, it's Comic-Con. Things will change five times between then and now. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, as of right now when we record this, Comic-Con is in two weeks for you listening to this, but as we record this, it's a little ways in advance, so that's currently what the schedule is. It might change. Uh, we'll try to keep you updated as far as our social media goes, so if you go and find us there or find our website... We'll hopefully post all that stuff so you can come say hi and come. Yeah, us. and definitely if you come and to our panels, please say hi to us. It's always kind of nice to oh, know mm-hmm. people who listen aside from us. And I'm, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and I'm also I'm gonna try to get some swag together. So if you want some, and like I'm not gonna charge your shit like that. So if you want some free stuff, you know, come say hi. We we'll have some really cool stickers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I just I got rid of all the old stickers, so I'm gonna have to get new stickers made. I might do buttons. I'm thinking about a few different things. So if there's some swag that you would like Butt in particular, plugs. yeah. But those are where just would you put the logo? On the base. Oh, right on the, on the oh, flap part okay. on the bottom. You Not know. a welcome aboard type deal, Kelsey Grammer style? No. Uh, you know, there, there's a possibility for that, too. Okay. I mean, we, we could we could do Funny Books and Fire Water brand condoms. You know what I mean? That would be fun. What yeah. flavor? Uh, I don't really want to know. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> That's, That's what prep is for. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Okay, I, well, I think cool. we've destroyed this enough. What's what's next week? Yeah. <laughs> so next week, yes, good point. Let's uh, next week we're going to be talking about Arrow. Um, we're going to be reading Kevin Smith's run on uh, Arrow. Arrow or on uh, the Green Arrow. Sorry, there Arrow we go. is a TV show. Green Arrow, Arrow is a comic book character. Uh, but we will be reading uh, Quiver, uh, and uh, I think a few of us read a few more books than that. But I think mainly we're going to be focusing on the Quiver storyline. There's about three. If you buy the complete Kevin Smith Green Arrow run, there's about four more books. Some of them are good. Some of them are like, eh, it's okay. Uh, so, but if you want to read along with this, I recommend jumping in on Quiver. Um, and that should do it for us. So, um, we will see y'all on the flip side. Hooray! Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. 
This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.